Today for part three of Hope for the Holiday series, I am going to be talking about what is God's original intent for Christmas. And I have a special guest. I have my husband for the first time on the podcast with me. And so we are going to be talking about the meaning behind Christmas, and we will have a great discussion. Welcome to Created to Thrive. I'm your host, Lori Snyder. If you desire a deeper connection with God, want to know your value and purpose, then you, my friend, are in the right place. I will teach God's Word in a simple and practical way to equip and empower you to become who He created you to be because you were created to thrive. Well, welcome, my friend, and today is going to be a special episode. If you haven't listened to the previous two episodes on Hope for the Holidays, go ahead and uh, check those out. The first one I talked about how to prepare your heart for this holiday season, and then the other one was that we're to live with expectancy and not with expectation, and part of that expectancy really is hope. So we're going to dive into what is the real hope for the Christmas season. So I'm going to introduce my husband, Fred, and I just say welcome as my first guest on the Created to Thrive podcast. Fred, welcome. Hey, well, Lori, thanks for having me as your first guest on the uh, Welcome <laughs> to Thrive podcast. It made sense. Yeah, you know, we've done this so many times just amongst ourselves, doing it by ourselves, just, you know, talking to each other about what God puts puts on our heart and you know, really doing a deep dive, which we usually, usually you and I call coffee time because we're sitting on a, drinking a cup of coffee is the first part of our day. So um, just, it's really, really a joy to sit here and, and have coffee time on a, speaking into a, a speaker in a podcast. So thanks for having me. And, and um, yeah, great teaching the, you know, really what I think what God's put on my heart to, to talk, to kind of really talk about today is, is the purpose of Christmas. And I think what gets lost in the in the Christmas is is that we we fall into the the the, this, the distraction traps, we fall into the um, expectation traps, we fall into the, the busy traps, the 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 obligation traps, and and it's very very simple to to lose lose sight of really the purpose of Christmas and 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 the, and the focus of what Christmas should be, and and that obviously being the birth of Jesus and. You know, if you really, in my mind, if you really want to start looking at why, you, you have to ask. It's good to sit and focus on. Well, why did he come? Why was that necessary? Uh, what does it really bring? And um, and so forth. And when you do a deep dive into all those things, going all the way back to Genesis, um, and and, uh, and and look at through a lens of of original intent and first mention, it, it really gives a, a, a person an opportunity to. To go beyond the obligate, obligatory um, holiday season ri- uh, rituals that we have somehow managed to um, establish in our hearts, in our culture, uh, everything down to Christmas parties, to giving presents, to to baking hours on end in the kitchen, and right. you know when you really when you spend time really focusing on original intent in the love of God and, and what it really meant, I I, I think it'll allow it, people to change their focus in in and um, really move toward a, a, a thankful, th- uh, an attitude of thankfulness and an attitude of appreciation 
it, it moves us toward moving and living in compassion uh, with empathy. It allows us to operate in a heart of, of, of true giving versus um, a feeling to do it just to say we did it. You know, you don't do it for the pats on the bat or to say we did something, but it really moves us to be more godlike and more Christ-like in our in our lives when we pay attention to the focus. And you know, I'm not I'm not saying that everything is bad. I in in today's the way we celebrate the holidays and the Christmas holiday and season. You know, I, I just take a look at everything that's of what I see and commercialization. You know, I, I'm not going to go so far as say that we've moved to an anti-Christian in some circles we have, but collectively as a as a nation, as a culture, we've moved toward a non-Christian approach to, to Christmas, uh, a commercialized, and we've moved to a duty and performance-based holiday season versus a thankfulness and a giving, giving away sense. And I'm not saying that that's a, true of everybody. I'm just saying as a culture, right. you know, it, 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 essentially it's been, we've been distracted. It's almost been hijacked. And, and, and if you look at why, well, what would be the reasons why we've the culture has moved in this simply because we have an enemy. Right. I mean, if you look at, if you, if you look at and go to original intent and study, read the first two, three books of Genesis, you can actually see the heart of God toward man walking in relationship and rocking in unity, having open dialogue with, with, with the Lord and, and, and everything was good before the fall. And that's what, when he speak about original intent, that's that's what life is designed by God in its original meaning is to spend time in relationship, right. not spending time in duty. And, and, and that's what I want to address today is our focus needs to be on the purpose. Right. And the purpose of, of, of Christmas is a celebration of the, of the birth of Christ. But the purpose of the birth of Christ was to draw us back to what it was before the fall, right. to walking in the garden, to spending time in discovery to asking questions of a God who created it for our discovery, right. for our our our, de- our delight. Mm-hmm. And that's really what I want to discuss today. Yeah. Well, and that's where we spend a lot of time is what is the original purpose? And if you don't know the purpose of something, you will misuse or abuse it. And if you don't know the meaning of why Jesus came and what that was about and why did God do it the way he did it? You will miss really the heart of God. And so that's where we have great discussions in the morning talking over, you know, our intimate relationship with a living God. And so Fred, why don't you go ahead and share with what has been on your heart and what we've, we've talked about. Well, again, uh, you know, I, I, I see a lot and hear a lot and a lot of teaching about, you know, God came to, to die for our sins. Um, uh, yes, he did die for our sins, but that wasn't the purpose. He died to restore relationship with God and man. And that was, that was made incredibly clear when the angels appeared after his birth and, and the angels declared peace on earth and goodwill toward men. Right. Well, whose will? It was God's will. And what's good? all good things come down from the Father Father of lights, right? So goodwill means the will of God toward mankind. And yes, he did come to take away the sins, which is an obligate, which was a, a interference or something that was creating the separation at the fall of Adam. Okay. okay, that's part of the plan, all right? The plan was to, he had to remove that as part of the plan to, to move toward reconciliation mm-hmm. and, and redemption. 
and the that was part of the plan but the purpose the sole purpose of Jesus coming is for a relationship in unity now in John 17 it was the prayer that Jesus was his last prayer on earth was that 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 we would be in him as God as Jesus and the Father are one that is the reason why he came it was a unity it was a, a bringing back bring redemption to bring people back into the family of God if you so choose okay. and to really or they've never been there before Adam was the first to walk in God's creation and my guess is he probably asked a lot of questions okay. and it was on this journey of discovery which we still are today right. but I just that's that was the purpose and 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 yes the plan he had to remove sin he had to come and show us how to to because he is the the way, the truth, and the life, and how to actually live in this world where we still have to deal with the fallen situation, and how to really do it. But the 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 purpose is relationship with God. Right. It's to reconcile mankind back to to God. Well, what um, you know, what is so from a scriptural basis? And I taught in uh, what episode three about. God wants relationship with us, and the whole purpose of John three sixteen is that God gave His best. He gave Himself to reconcile us back to us. And John seventeen three says that this is eternal life that we would know the one true God and Jesus whom He sent. And so it's that intimacy of this. But we have to know that it's God's nature; it's His goodness that calls us back into that right standing with him and that we have to understand the finished work of Jesus. Uh, and, and it's interesting because culture has distracted us away from the true meaning of Christmas as well as Easter to get our eyes off of him and put it on flesh and works and, um, you know, Easter bunnies and, and Santa Claus and, and all these different things. But we have to know why did God... Why did Jesus come the way he came as well? Like it was such an unexpected way. And who did he reveal him to himself to? And I and I look in <clears throat> Luke chapter two, and the angel appears to the angel of the Lord appears to the shepherds and reveals the coming of Christ to bring them good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. And I think about how in John chapter 4, Jesus appears to the woman at the well, the outsiders, the outcasts, and reveals who he is. And both the shepherds and both the woman at the well go and tell everyone about this good news and give God glory. And I love that because, you know, we didn't grow up in the church. Fred and I, you and I didn't grow up in the church. And so we understood Christmas from a institutional, you know, the worldly perspective of giving gifts and doing different things. But it wasn't really until we started diving into the scriptures to understand he is the light that has come, but it was the life of God that was born and birthed into the earth so that we could have his true life and love and express that to other people. Well, I think you actually hit it, hit the nail right on the head, Lori. And, and I think 
you know, when a, a, oftentimes a lot of people think of Christmas, they think of it as just a, um, a seasonal or religious exercise. Right. And, <laughs> and everything you just said about the women at the well, if you actually look and study how Jesus interacted with people, he did most of the stuff outside, outside meeting people exactly where they're at. Mm-hmm. And, and it was not a religious exercise. It was an exercise of moving in love and compassion right. with an empathy and a heart toward all people. And, right. You know, being born in a stable, um, nobody, you know, he had found no room in the inn. I mean, there's so many, so right. many remarkable things that happened there that night. And here they are in a, sleeping in a pasture. I'm sure it's, didn't yeah. smell very it good. It was a messy place. But yeah, you know, you know, three kings visit him from the east and offer him three three gifts, right? Well, that was later on. That yeah. was actually two years yeah, later. Yeah, two but, years yeah. later, but whatever. <laughs> but you know, what really comes to mind that I, is something that I, I really want to dwell on and of, of why we get so distracted, make turn it into a, either a religious exercise or a, um, uh, a, uh, just a seasonal um, aspect, just a redundant seasonal thing we do every year because that's what we do every year. And, and I just want to, focus on real quickly that you know distraction is one of the enemy's main um tools Mm -hmm. he wants to take our eyes off jesus he wants to take his eyes off the relationship and turn into something it was never meant to be it was never meant to be a religious exercise it was never meant to be uh, a barrier between god and man that we had to do something to get something right jesus came as a as a is on his own accord in 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 inconsistent with with the prophets that that were spoke out of him and he did it because of his love his compassion to restore original intent uh, but the enemy hates that right. and the enemy ch- takes things and and he blinds us blinds our understanding blinds our eyesight takes our focus off purpose and puts it on on things that distract us and you know the enemy's been after jesus since the since since day one i mean if you go actually and study it out, the world hated him from the get-go. Right. Herod, Herod had every two-year-old in in Bethlehem murdered because he wanted to wipe out wipe out the, the real king. Right. Okay. In the world, is the devil, the enemy has been after Jesus since the day one. Wants to steal the word. Correct. Right. Uh, if you look at Mark four about the seed being planted in our hearts, the devil comes and tries to steal it away. It's the same thing. It's right. the same tactic. He's trying to distract us or take us on takes our focus off Jesus in the original purpose in the heart of God. Mm-hmm. And even to this day, you know, I, we almost see it in our schools. We see it in government, you know, go try to find a, a, a U.S. postage stamp with, with baby Jesus or the good luck trying to find one. The nativity you may, scene. The nativity okay. scene. Go yeah. try to find that. I actually searched the internet the other day. <laughs> I could not even find a baby Jesus or a Jesus or Mary. I mean, there might be out there for all I know, but, but look what's happening. They're trying to take it away. They're trying to steal it. They're trying right. to kill and destroy. And, and so being distracted and, um, you know, the, everybody says happy holidays. Now that's fine. It, you know, but they're trying to take the Christ out of Christmas, and that's been going on since the day he was born. Right, right. And it, and and if we need to open up, open our eyes to the fact that, open up our eyes to the fact that that they're trying to take Jesus out of culture. They're trying to take his kingdom away. It's never going right. to happen. Right. But that's what their intent is yeah. to, and, and it's really sad. But you know, I just want to say, just fix your eyes on Jesus. Go back to original intent. Mm-hmm. 
and look at Jesus' life right before the death burial, what he did right before the death, in his prayers to the Father. If you want to know the heart of God, look at what he, look at the relationship pre-fall in the garden and look at the heart of Jesus in his prayer before he went to the cross. And there you would see the heart of the Lord and what he, why he came and what his purpose was. Right. That intimacy with, with the Father, that oneness. And... You know, that is the true hope, and he is the hope that is the anchor of our soul that is sure and steadfast, and that soul is really how we think and how we feel and the attitudes of what we'll do and what we won't do, and it involves our imagination. And so when we can put our eyes on Jesus, our living hope, that intimate relationship with him and that how you get to be an expression of him during this season, that it's not just a one-time event, a day, December 25th, but it's really a way of living in a way of life. And he wants us in that deep relationship with him. And it's the only way that we're going to have peace here on earth is by knowing the Prince of Peace. It's not our situation, but it's a living relationship with him that will give you the peace that surpasses all understanding. And it's really that heart. And so going back to why I started out Hope for the Holidays in the first episode was we have to prepare our heart just like you have to prepare room for Jesus, just like there was no place at the end, as Fred, you just mentioned, we have to make room wherever we're at. And Jesus was born in a messy place. So our soul can be messy. We can have a lot of messy things happening right now. Emotionally, you know, we, we deal with family dynamics and people that um, some people are just playing hard to get along with, or memories come up of past holidays or past events, or if you've just experienced a loss of some site, there's a lot of emotions going on. And that's why we have to prepare our heart to make room for him to allow the truth of who he is and who we are in him to be greater than our circumstance. Uh, a great, great word, Lori. And, and I'll just tell, I'll just say this, that, you know, people not are they're sandpaper people or people that you st- really struggle with to be around. And yeah. quite frankly, there's probably people that struggle to be around us. I mean, so <laughs> you know, it's always a, we can always improve. Right. But the more we the more we put on and, and know who we are in Christ and and know that we're that we're born again, we operate from the spirit and not the flesh. The more impact we're going to have, and the and the more we're going to influence people. You know, I like to say, you and I've had this discussion many times that, you know, Lori, when you and I have gone through our stuff, it, you know, it wasn't the things you said to me that changed my heart toward you. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. Right. It was the fruit of your life, and how you conducted yourself, that opened my eyes to what godliness is, and helped change the way that we interacted with each other. So, you know, if you really want to impact people during the Christmas holidays, operating in your true self as a believer, as a Christian, as a Christ follower, as a son of the living God, and allow that spirit to, 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 to flow through you with love and compassion, because people will believe that. They're, they're not going to necessarily believe what you say, but they will observe your conduct, and they will observe the fruit of your life, 
and they will respond to that. Just like we responded to the fruit of Jesus's life mm-hmm. because of his purpose, right? Right. right. We res- people respond to the fruit of Jesus through us, the fruit that comes out of our lives because we are part of the vine. We are we are part of him. Yeah. We are engrafted into him. He bears through fruit through us. And when we approach Christmas or the holiday season, however you want to say it, Christmas, with understanding and focusing on the true purpose, which is God's heart toward all mankind, and allow that fruit to be evident in our lives, your influence will grow dramatically with people, no matter if they're for you, against you, or whatever. That changes people's perception and changes people's lives. Right. Amen. Well, we could talk a lot more about this. Is there any final thing that you have? Or there might be a part two to our... <laughs> to yeah, it's our always series. fun talking about this. I mean, I could just sit here yeah. going on and well, on we're, and on. you're home, and yeah. so that's a that's a treat for, for us that you're not traveling. For those so. of you who don't know, I travel quite a bit in my, in my professional job. So I'm very actually thrilled that Lori actually invited me into this. So <laughs> if there's a part two and I did okay on this, I hopefully she'll invite me back. <laughs> yeah. So we would love your comments and uh, questions. You know, we we can go pretty deep and pretty um, pretty quick. So uh, these might be things that you haven't even heard about or known about or thought about. So again, going back to the original intent and what the Lord showed me just real quick before we leave is I want to give you a scripture because, you know, God's word is from the beginning. And the answer to what we need is in God's word. And Jesus is the word. So we have to fix our eyes on Jesus and look to his word, as well as his spoken word to our heart. But in Luke chapter two, it's talking in verse 25, it starts about Simeon sees God's salvation. And this just, again, backs up the the point of what we were talking about, about God's original intent to reconcile mankind back to that intimate relationship that was established in Genesis chapter 1. And I'm going to start with verse 27, and it's talking about Simeon. So he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law— He took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to bring self a light to bring revelation for to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. And that just really goes back to what is his salvation and how he prepared this before all of creation, before the face of all peoples, before anything was he created, Jesus was right there with the Father, Son. It was Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great scripture. And, you know, most people would just probably read that and pass right over that. What Simeon is really saying is, before the face of all peoples, is that that God had the plan in place to to to, to reconcile, and 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 I love the fact that he uses the word peace in the scripture because that's who Jesus is, the Prince of Peace. So he 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 actually leaves Jesus' identity within his own scripture, redemption, peace, 
and again, it's it's he he's saying that this plan was laid before the foundation of the world, before before man ever put 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 their came on the face of the earth. He had the plan that 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 the joy of the Lord was set before him. That he knew you before the creation of the world. He knew every one of us that would choose him before the creation of the world. Now that's a whole different teaching. I don't want to get into, but his heart is for us. His heart is for relationship. His heart is in, in intimacy and oneness with God. Yeah, that's his. That was his purpose for Christmas. Yeah. So we've given you a lot of things to think about, and I pray this blesses you, Fred. Would you just pray a blessing over everyone listening here? Yeah, Father, we just thank you for your your Son. We thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit that leads us into all truth. We thank you, Lord, for this holiday season, and we pray a blessing over those people we're called to influence. We pray, Father, that you would touch many people through us this holiday season. Father, give us courage, give us strength, and grant us great wisdom to do the things that you have asked us to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, until next time. Real quick before you go, if this has blessed you in any way, I would love for you to help me out. And here's how you can do that. Go to the Apple Podcasts and write a review for my podcast, Created to Thrive. Your comments make a big difference. And I would love to know how this is helping you make a difference in your life. And then also share it with other people. Anyone that you know that needs to start thriving, I would love for you to share that in all the various ways. Thanks so much. Have a blessed day.